Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey, investment advisor, representative, and president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. And this week on the docket, alternate investments, alternative investments, I should say. I guess either way it really works. Ignore them, jump on them. What are they? What should we know? I got a few categories here. Matt and I are going to talk about these for a little bit because they've been getting a lot of buzz in some of these, uh, some of these different ones at least anyway. So Matt, what's going on, my friend? How you doing this week? Hey, Mark, it's time to buy gold. <laughs> <laughs> buy gold, buy gold. Buy gold, buy silver, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, um, I'm doing it. well. I'm Good. doing well. It's we, <laughs> This is a great topic because it's heavy in the news. And so I'm glad we're uh, talking about this. Um, I'm, I'm excited for our conversation today because I have been getting phone calls and texts oh, from good. different clients. So yeah, yeah, good. Don't you love how those buy gold commercials always have something like, you know, the value of the dollar is, you know, disappearing or deflating Buy gold to hedge against it. Uh, but how do they want you to pay them? With a dollar, <laughs> right? That's right. With, That's with, right. with regular old cash. So it can't Just be transfer deflated. those that, that money yeah. from your savings account and we'll give you <laughs> hard assets. That's right. That's right. Well, before charge we you to buy them, we'll charge you to sell them. There and, you go. And you can't trade them in anywhere. <laughs> well, now gold is on my list and we'll get to it in a minute. But let me do yeah, a little sure. bit of preface ahead of time. Uh, first of all, how would you define an alternative investment to your clients? Is there any kind of, I don't know, bullet points or just a couple of items we might want to clarify you know, about an alternative investment? Do they have more risk than a typical you know, traditional investment route? I would assume they do, yeah? Yeah. Well, think of an, the word alternative. It's, just, and it's an alternative to putting money into the stocks and bonds that most people do in the, in the market. And um, an alternative investment can be a hard asset, you know, like real estate, um, gold, silver coins, you know. Also, it could be like a cryptocurrency, something that you can't really touch and feel, but you, you know, you get the statement that it's there. Right. And um, we don't really have, you know, a good way to value that. Uh, Are there any kind of concerns of like liquidity with some of these types of alternative investments or SEC oh, yeah. stuff or anything like that? Yep. So, you know, alternative investments generally there's there's also things like um, company you know debt lending where you're buying where you're lending your assets to companies um, and there's a lot of illiquidity when we talk to about a lot of these alternative investments. Okay, it means that just means you can't get rid of it when you want to often as easily, and right? Yeah, as easily as mm-hmm. as as other things. And so if I buy real estate, you know, as an investment the liquidity factor of that versus just going and selling my stocks today and getting my money right. real estate doesn't transfer that fast and okay. so there's there's that's Ill, that's what that means it's it's a little more illiquid than uh, you know the money that we have invested in funds and things like that okay uh, can alternative investments provide uh, I guess additional or different diversification is that the point of them I suppose is to give you yeah, a traditional yeah. a, a non-traditional route? Yep. Uh, so a lot of times the reason people buy these alternative investments is to have a little money in, in some another segment or another category, if you gotcha. will. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it does provide some diversification um, in that we have the portfolios that we manage for clients that are very diversified. They, they technically own a lot of these alternative investments inside of funds. And so indirectly, they do own the gold and silver. They do own some of those you know stocks that are more cryptocurrency and but but it's not it doesn't show up as a specific investment on their statement 
it's inside of the portfolio already. We, gotcha. we have real, okay. real estate. It's it's there. So gotcha. yeah, it, they're a diversifier, um, but they're usually taking on a lot more risk to own them. And uh, so with more risk, um, sometimes comes more reward, but it also uh, can, can turn around and bite you. Well, right. And that's so that's part of what you always have to run past your advisor, how it works within your plan. So if you're interested in some alternative investments, and Matt's actually touched on some of the titles we're going to go through here. We'll break them down a little bit more. But again, mm-hmm. you always want to make sure that you can, you're never risking more than you can afford to lose. I mean, that's obviously key, uh, especially when it comes to retirement. Uh, so with some of these, and you can even view some of these as you know, you know Vegasy type of deals if you want, uh, where if you're going to go and you're going to gamble a little bit, just be prepared to you know to lose some of that money or to lose all of that money. So uh, gold, yeah. you mentioned it. So gold, silver, other precious metals. Uh, how does it compare to you know in dealing with gold? And you don't need necessarily the hard data or the stats right now, but just in general, Matt, what's your thoughts on it? I always tell clients that gold is great for jewelry, bad for investing. <laughs> Over the long term, gold <laughs> no, has, has provided us about four percent long term rate of return. And um, I'm not talking about the last you know sixty days because there are times when gold you know it's fluctuates in price just like. Everything does. Sure. Um, and sometimes, you know, um, as people have fear about the economy or about politics, they're like, well, maybe I should sell and put my money in gold. And I kind of like go, well, your retirement portfolio is very diversified and you're getting a really decent rate of return on it. If you sell out and put it in a hard asset like gold, what do you think the chances of you liquidating it in three and a half years? What's what's the price of gold going to be? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe well, up, maybe down. Yeah. Yeah, it may be down and it may, de- may be down like 40%. So you've really got to be careful about this. I said, if you like gold as an investment, you know, buy a couple of coins. Buy, if you like the gold eagles or silver eagle coins, go ahead and buy a couple and, and great. Well, if you want uh, the hard uh, asset, right? But you could also yeah. do, you could also do what well, there's ETFs, there's funds that if you wanted to have some gold in your portfolio. And is that what you were talking about earlier where you kind of already have some of these things built in? Yeah. So that's something that we can measure and, and provide you more information, you know, depending on how you're invested, you can buy golden funds and right. you're way, way less likely to get um, nailed to or locked down to a loss. So if gotcha. you like gold, if you like the tangibility of gold or silver, buy a couple of coins for the novelty factor. Yeah. But you can't go and buy bread at Myers with uh, <laughs> gold coin. I mean, they just don't, you know. You got a gold it. bar, you're going to shave off a little chunk and, and take it down to the gas station. Off that coin, would you for me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so keep in mind, they can be somewhat good for diversification and they're in the portfolios generally if we're, if we're managing those for you. But um, buying, buying the hard assets, just got to be very careful. Okay. Uh, you also touched on cryptocurrencies. That's really the one I wanted to talk about as well, because obviously it's continuing to climb up the radar. Uh, it's been going on now for a while, but I mean, I just saw even BlackRock has added it to two of their mutual funds uh, as part of their staples or whatever the case is. So Bitcoin tends to get the, they're, they're kind of the Starbucks of the group, I suppose. They get all the attention, but there's other cryptocurrencies out there. The weird part is it seems like nobody can explain what it is or how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Um, you know, I've got some different friends that are on Facebook and, you know, they I, one the one guy's been posting for years about his investments in Bitcoin. And, right. You know, it, it turned out well for him this last year. I mean, he there the Bitcoin values have gone up. But the scary thing about digital currency is how is it valued? It's an international currency, and it seems like 
like you said, no one really has a good handle on what's the value. We used to have a gold standard behind our dollar, but um, this cryptocurrency, the reason I didn't like it when it first was, what came out is nobody could tell you what, how do you value it? What is it worth? And so- Where do you spend it? I mean- you know. Right. And how do you spend it? And so, but those, but those, those things are um, coming into clearer focus as we go here. Um, and recently, you know, I've got some people talking about this. I don't even really know how to pronounce it. Dogecoin. But, oh, the, oh, um, the Doge, uh, yeah, Dogecoin, I think. Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah. And so it's um, really kind of like a, a penny stock joke coin. I don't know. It's a, it's a digital currency, but mm. how do you make heads or tails of the investment? Um, it's, waiting to be seen. Yeah. Um, so anytime you want to, Hey, I want to slap some money here and Oh my gosh, it went from six cents to eight cents. Well, how many shares do you own? Okay, great. Yeah. You, you made a couple hundred bucks or maybe you made a thousand dollars, but don't, don't risk or, or bet your entire portfolio on things like this because often they go up, they get hot and then they come back down and you got to be very careful about penny stocks because a lot of times uh, there'll build a lot of heat around the penny stock. And then all of a sudden the, the major shareholders sell out when they've made money. And it leaves all these people that got in and made a bunch of money at first yeah. left holding the bag. And, and then they hold those stocks until they go down and crash. Yeah, that's so. some of the conversation around some of the digital currencies uh, from the different types is there's some whales out there to use that Vegas analogy. Some people who have a a lot. They have a lot of it. And if they jump ship and go someplace else, the value yep. is going to plummet. So, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it can be attributed to large companies too, you sure. know, that, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and new and unknowable and unpredictable information really changes the price of these stocks very rapidly. And with, with today's information, if you're not on top of it, you could be caught holding the bag. Yeah, exactly. And so just, I just warn people and I, I, you know, it's really gambling and speculating. It is really that hot Vegas, you know, ding, 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 ding. Right. Oh, yep. My buddy just won, you know, $10,000. I better get in. Well, be very careful and don't bet more than you can lose. Yeah. Like anything we talk about when you're doing something, if you like to do this kind of stuff and dabble, uh, you know, that speculative fund, that, that fund money you've got from your retirement portfolio that you want to play with, you know, work with your advisor, work with Matt on what's a good acceptable number for you to have, because you just want to jump in and, you know, we have different people who like uh, in retirement want to day trade or whatever the case is. That's great. If you enjoy it, just don't risk your retirement. That's all we're saying uh, for yep. sure. Now, uh, what about real estate? You brought that up because somebody might say, well, wait a minute, real estate's not alternative. That seems like a pretty standard one. Are we talking more about REITs maybe versus traditional, like I own a secondary house that I rent out? Yeah, this, is, this has gotten to be a very popular topic in recent years. A lot of people Traditionally, we would we would go out as advisors and we would find a real estate investment trust. So that's a, right. a fund that normally you can buy into. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's tax benefits if you get some kind kinds of depreciation or tax savings, but normally they're not very liquid. And um, I didn't, I never have really liked the the real estate investment trusts. They've changed a lot over the years now, but they they used to be very illiquid, and you could only get your money out at certain offerings during the year. Right. Um, and often they never offered what you had paid for it. So you could always get out at a discount, or, but um, you're probably going to be losing money to get out of them. The reason people like them is, is um, the promise of an income stream. So a lot of real, real estate investment trusts where you can buy real estate in a fund you don't have to actually go out and manage the rents and take care of the toilets and all of the 
the nasty things about being a landlord, <laughs> but, but um, you could own commercial real estate or you could own residential properties or, or storage units, and you can do it in a, in a fund or in a trust. The nice thing is, like I said, it often provides you like a six or 7% target yield. Mm, and okay. a lot of times they meet those. So you, yeah. you can get income at six or 7%. The problem is if I need my principal back out, right. they're not, not liquid at all. Um, I, I've recently talked to some some fund managers about theirs, and they they can they can do that monthly now. But um, you just got to be careful. It's good for a slice of your investment, and we do carry them in re- some real estate in the portfolios. But um, you got to be careful how much you're allocating to that, just because, like I said, the liquidity factors. There's also a risk factor in owning um, those kinds of investments, where you got to make sure the companies you're dealing with are um, of good cash flow and and good well, financially sound. Yeah. Yeah. And just like anything, you know, folks, we're talking about alternative investments today. You know, obviously you always want to check with a qualified professional as it relates to your situation before you take any action. This is just some food for thought on some of these. Uh, what about commodities? Again, that's pretty traditional sounding, uh, but it seems as though oil, I mean, if you think about, you mentioned earlier being off the gold standard, uh, really, you know, we're basically on the oil standard and have been since Kissinger made that deal, you know, with the Saudis way back when that will offer protection for, you know, the oil being on the, you know, on the dollar scale. So oil is, when, and when we ran into the problems we ran into in 08 with, you know, what was it, $150 a barrel, yeah, $150 yeah. A, bar- a barrel of oil, that's when we got into that really high, you know, economic problem there when it came to gas, $4, $5, $6. So, but is there something to think about there? Is there is oil, grains, coffee, I don't know, OJ, is there something to consider? <laughs> yes. So commodities are tough because um, those the prices change daily, you know, and I think of commodities, I go back to listening to 790 and hearing the, the price of grain every day and, and um, <laughs> you know, oil and coffee, you know, all those all those fun things. But you got to be careful with commodities for that very reason. Um, a lot of times if they're like you mentioned, grains or fruit or, you know, different things. They can be affected by weather. They can be affected by different things. Oil is one of those. Um, I've got uh, a family member who was talking about peak oil and giving me CDs and DVDs to listen to about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was a very real crisis back in the 70s. Sure. They thought we were running out of oil. And then they happened to, through mining, find more. Well, one of the things that happened almost instantly is when we allowed fracking to take place here in the U.S., we became just about energy independent. And the price of oil, like you had mentioned, was way yeah. high, over $100 a barrel, suddenly is like $40 a barrel. Right. And, it, and it didn't go up. And now when the U.S. can be completely energy independent, and we're actually, we were in a position where we we're exporting more than, you know, right. more than we're importing now, it's like, wow, that's amazing and we thought we were short on oil so and now we're into that situation and you know it's not to get too political but we're in that situation where we might be going back the other direction again uh so you know it's a catch-22 it is and and it's based on a decision of leadership right so commodities are are very you got to be careful because as we faced the pandemic and and the country was closed texas farmers were literally they were killing their their cows because there was no demand for restaurants anymore and the, they couldn't afford to continue to feed and, and grow all of these, uh, you know, steers into, into cows right. and all, all of the costs that go with it. They were plowing under fields of food 
because there was no no consumer demand out, out and about going out to eat because everything was closed down last year. So if you had your investment there, that's why they buy crop insurance. Uh, it's so popular because if there's a flood, if there's lack of demand, you know, commodity prices can change in a in an instant. And so you really got to be careful. Yeah, some of it in in your portfolio might be good. And we look at some of those funds again to diversify. We buy it might be a fund that that highlights some commodities, but you know, be real careful about okay. that too. Right. So, uh, yeah. let me do this next one here, Matt, because this one's a little strange, and some people may have heard of it. But I'm hearing more and more about SPACs. What are SPACs? SPACs, um, not spanks. Ac- <laughs> <laughs> spanks. Aren't those the? That's the that's the, the that's leggings the, or something. That's like the shorts that. that help hold your stomach in. Yep. <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> Um, well, SPACs are, um, it's an acronym for special purpose acquisition companies. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're basically a company that's, or an investment that's built specifically to acquire others companies. Oh, okay. And so you get a special purpose for an acquisition. Um, these are, these gotta be careful. This isn't right down, uh, my alley of, of a wide variety of knowledge, but I have listened to and, uh, worked with in the past, um, some individuals that uh, specialize in joint ventures. And uh, a lot of times these SPACs would go in and they'll acquire a company for some of the profits. And uh, they might gut out some of their heavy equipment. They may auction it off and they may strip down a company. And uh, it might be a good investment for you to get in short term, but got to be careful too, because uh, sometimes they can leave a wake in their path of you know, job losses or different things. But a lot of times they're, they're going in and looking at hard assets of companies and they'll go in and acquire them and um, try to get some profitability out of them. And, it, and it, sometimes you turn, turn different companies around and then they'll resell them and for profit. So okay, gotcha. it can be good, but they can also be, you know, a little bit on that risky side. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I just wanted to bring it up because I've been hearing more traction on it. And I know we're getting really long on the show this week, so we're going to just do one more and we'll wrap it up. But you did mention private debt or direct lending. Uh, and this is basically like, I don't know, is this equating it? Yeah, you, know, you, you lend your brother money and you don't expect to get it back. Or if you do, he's going to pay you back, you know, a ridiculous amount of money interest or something like that. Is that what that is? Is people is basically people loaning money to private companies? Yeah, basically that's it. You loan to a company. You got you to gotta be so, so careful. I had a yeah, client really? last, last month that talked to me about this. Okay. So this is not on a big scale, but they were just, they have a friend who, you know, oh, this is, this is um, this person and they, they, they're starting in, you know, real estate fix and flips and, oh, they're very knowledgeable. Um, they've done some work for me. Well, that's great. And uh, going to yeah, help going to be like a backer. They want to back them. Yeah. yeah. And this person recently got divorced. So they were, they needed the funds. And I was like, well, what is, what's their experience? And, you know, okay, how much are you going to, to yield? And, and um, they said, well, we didn't really specify the, you know, <laughs> what right. return. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And um, you gotta so be careful. Yeah. Be very careful because I almost lost some money this way myself, lending some, a friend some money back in the day. And he was going to pay it back in a year. And it went, five years before I finally got my money back and it changed our friendship. And that's the, the downside of it. What for me was, it was a, it was a bad thing because I, it was my money. Number one, it was loaned out. We had a contract and percentage and everything. Well, that all got thrown out the window and I was just happy to get my money back. Not without any interest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but she wanted to finance this person and their fix and flip business. I said, you know what? You're in a strong financial position. This other person is not. And I said, 
I would just take them out and be the, be their supporter, you know, buy them a cup of coffee and go look at their, their latest deal. But just say, you know, my financial advisor said, I can't, I can't afford to lend out any money. And right. um, yeah. everybody's, everybody's situation is different, but be very careful about lending money privately for debt. And we're seeing that years. Yeah. We're seeing that with startups and various different things. And, you know, you could take it a step further than just family or friends to where it does look like a, a good business opportunity. But that's why, again, you want to get the the information, the actuals, and run them past a financial advisor to take a look at any of this stuff before you take any action because they're all alternatives uh, and it doesn't necessarily yep. mean just buying weed stock or something like that as an alternative. <laughs> There's a lot of right. things. And crypto seems to be really the one that people keep leaning on. So do your homework, do your diligence, just like anything, and talk with a qualified professional like Matt Starkey uh, before you take any action. If you're not working with Matt, give him a call at 989-401-2949. If you are working with him, well, then you probably already know all this stuff unless you just not told him your intentions yet, in which case, (laughs) talk to him, 989-401-2949. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, folks, at Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, all that good kind of stuff. You can find all of it at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's the name of Matt's company. And you can find a lot of good tools, tips, and resources online at greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. All right, Matt, we're going to let you go, my friend. We've gone a little long this week, but I appreciate your time on this pretty interesting subject. Absolutely, Mark. And uh, if you're thinking about some alternatives, like Mark said, give me a call. We'd, I'd be happy to sit down and, and visit with you about the positives and the negatives and get you at least a little bit educated in before you make that decision. So definitely give us a call, subscribe to our podcast, and uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.